it just seemed like like oh i i could do that you know i really like hanging around with animals and like to be your own boss would be super cool because her friend her friend owns a company and i was just like i could be the boss though (laughs) (laughs) you know welcome everyone to the tool nine journey podcast i'm your host luis urbano and this is the first episode of 2024 I had to take a few weeks off because uh, my voice was lost for a little bit, but it's slowly been coming back and now I'm feeling like it's ready for podcasting. So here we are with a new year and really close to that episode 50 that I keep mentioning over and over again, but uh, it'll be really special to me. And uh, if things uh, go well here with uh, the recording schedule, I think that I should be able to post it uh, sometime at the end of next month, maybe even into march but we'll see how everything uh, gets scheduled out here but but it'll be posted here shortly so uh, that'll be happening and i am actually scheduling more interviews i have a few that i'm already working on so super excited to be able to share all the interviews that i have here in the upcoming uh, months and yeah there's a lot lot going on but this year i'm actually planning on posting frequently if I get enough interviews, I might even start posting twice a week. So yeah, that might be happening. But for now, keeping it to once a week and you'll actually be having episodes once a week unless I lose my voice again. But I don't foresee that happening. <laughs> Maybe not till the end of the year, but uh, I think that's that's where I'm at. Before we introduce our special guest tonight, I'd like to invite everyone as usual to follow the social media pages for the podcast. You can find it at The 209 Journey on Facebook. Instagram and X, formerly Twitter. So feel free to check it out, find out when new episodes are posted. And on the Instagram page, I am going to be doing more lives whenever I'm at events around the 209, maybe at businesses as well. So check that out, follow all of them. Definitely, if you can follow at least one, I'd say the Instagram one. I'm really trying to grow that and get more followers. And I'm really close to 400 followers as of this recording. So I am really excited to uh, reach that milestone and just keep going and hopefully get to a thousand followers by the end of the year would be uh, really nice. So on episode 42 or season two, episode eight, I'm interviewing Sharon Dressler. She is the CEO of Share Bear Pet Care. She's also a certified professional pet sitter. So we'll learn more about what it takes to get certified and how the business has been going. Welcome to the 209 Journey, Sharon. How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. Really happy that my voice is slowly making a comeback so that way I can <laughs> get back to recording. And you know, I promise people that I haven't been slacking in terms of uh, getting an episode up each week. It's just, it's really tough to record when you can't really speak clearly or not even speak at all. And, and I tried, I did record a podcast in my other show that I do, and it was a disaster. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but it, I, my co-host told me, but. <laughs> Glad you're feeling better. <laughs> Um, so I was born in Fremont, California, which is about an hour and 40 minutes from here toward the Bay. I grew up there. I went to elementary school in Fremont and then el- the rest of elementary school in Newark, which is really close together. It's kind of like how Modesto and Ceres are. When we moved out here, I was starting junior high. So seventh grade, about 13, I'm thinking. I went to Mark Twain Junior High. So I, you know, I liked it there. It was it was really hard being the new kid, though. You know, of course, I got kind of got picked on. I didn't have a lot of friends. I had like one or two like friends that were 
there for me, but the other everyone else was kind of just, you know, oh, she's a new kid. We don't really care. You know? <laughs> so I just little did I know that's all what I had to get through to get to high school or I went to Madison High to where I kind of blossomed. I started joining clubs and organizations. I was in the the color guard, which is like with the marching band and the flags. So I did that all four years of high school and that gave me a really good community and I really enjoyed it and I had some of the best times of my life in color guard. Definitely miss miss having a group like that, you know, team sports. <laughs> yeah, so I graduated from Modesto High in 2010. And after that, I started going to MJC. I wasn't totally sure what I wanted to do in the beginning. I was playing around with like thinking about nursing and some other, you know, some other stuff. And then it had hit me. I was like, okay, a nurse, but for animals, you know? So growing up, I'd always been around animals. My aunt owns a veterinary hospital. So, you know, I would see her work and stuff. And I always thought it was so fascinating. And you know, I wanted to be one of the techs, the ones that ran, you know, kind of run the hospital like the nurses do. <laughs> and so I started taking classes for that and just see how to program specifically for vet tech, which was cool. And while I was going through that program, they introduced the degree for vet tech, which it wasn't previously a degree. It was just a certificate program. Well, not just, but it was a certificate program. So once they introduced that degree, I was like, okay, I got to change courses here and I'm going to go for that, for that as well. You know, might as well, I already did all the work. <laughs> so I was pretty close already. I only needed a few more classes. So I finished up there, got my associates of science in veterinary technician. And ultimately the goal was to you know, move on and uh, go to a vet hospital and work there, but I ended up having a shoulder injury. That kind of stopped me from doing a lot of things. I worked in pizza, delivering pizzas at Mountain Mike's for a long time. And I think that kind of ended up aggravating my shoulder over time and just kind of causing that injury. I'm sure it was other other things too, not just that, but I'm sure it didn't help. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah. So with that, I, I felt pretty limited in what I could do. I ended up even having to quit Mountain Mike's and, and then I had a surgery on my shoulder that was right before COVID. And the surgery, I was supposed to be going to physical therapy, but with COVID, it, they shut physical therapy down. Oh. So unfortunately, I ended up getting frozen shoulder. And so it, it got worse and worse. And then I ended up having to have a second shoulder surgery, which was probably about last year at this point. And that one helped a lot, you know, so now my shoulder's great. It was a long time of dealing with shoulder pain, like over eight years. Hmm. So that was a bit, that was unfortunately a big part of my life. But yeah, I'm glad I'm through that. And now I, I wouldn't dream of going back to doing anything but what I do now, you know, pet sit, professional pet sitter. So yeah. yeah, but it was it was pretty good growing up here. It was a lot of people say there's nothing to do in the valley, but I, I find it the opposite. <laughs> I, I always find really cool stuff to do out here or even like pretty close, at least, you know, to Modesto. Yeah, I, I never run out of fun stuff. <laughs> there's always events going on and whatnot. Yeah, no, that's good to hear, right? From Like coming from someone like you that kind of grew up in, in both the Bay Area and the Central Valley, it's like great to, to see the comparison and, and to say like, hey, 
Mayor of people, like there's actually things to do over here. You can actually come visit over here while we go visit over there and, <laughs> and minimize traffic, right? So everyone, right. <laughs> everyone can see the different areas. But yeah, no, I think it's really interesting that they offered that as a certificate and then they changed it to a degree. It seems like MJC should have just offered that like right away as a degree, right? It seems like it should have been a career, not just a certificate that you just apply. Yeah. But thankfully, you're able to like go back and they made it easy on you to, totally. to get that. Yeah. yeah. So like I said, my aunt ha- owned a, owns a vet hospital now and she used to work at some. So sometimes I would go see her at work and I just I thought what she did was so interesting. You know, mm-hmm. she's a veterinarian. So I always saw the people helping her out. and I was like, oh, that looks like really rewarding. You know, mm-hmm. it was always kind of in the back of my head, but I never thought to make it like a full time career you know or anything and then i started volunteering at the humane society of stanislaus county in like in high school gosh like 2008 probably i volunteered there for a lot of years before they kind of uh it kind of shut down for a little bit i don't really know exactly what happened but they're not really functioning too much anymore but yeah, I used to be the lead vaccination volunteer there. So I would run the vaccination clinics to make sure all the pets had were up to date on their vaccination so they could be adopted out, as well as giving dewormer, flea medication, making sure they're they're just all healthy so they're able to be put up for adoption. So that was something I really enjoyed doing, definitely at the Humane Society. That was probably what really sparked my love right there. You know, I had a love before, but that kind of cemented it. That was when I knew I wanted to be a vet tech. Mm-hmm. I liked doing the vaccinations and, you know, gross stuff doesn't bother me and, you know, all that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So I just kept, kept doing stuff, uh, volunteering and every once in a while going to my aunt's vet hospital, she would let me help out for the day sometimes. So I got to do a dental on my own dog once. That was pretty cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I've I've definitely had a lot of interesting opportunities in the world of animals. And then one day, my friend Heather, I was talking to her, and she mentioned she just started working for somebody in Louisiana who owned a pet sitting company. I was like, Mm. oh, I didn't even know that was like a thing. (laughs) So I was just like, oh, that's that's super cool. And like I asked her more questions about it. And it just seemed like, like, oh, I, I could do that. You know, I really like hanging around with animals and like to be your own boss would be super cool because her friend, her friend owns a company. And I was just like, I could be the boss though, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So I was, I just, I started doing a lot of research. I had previously pet sat for family and, you know, friends here and there all the time, but I started looking into forming an LLC company, a limited liability corporation. And I did all the paperwork, went downtown a million times, did all that. And finally, I became an LLC. So I'm a CEO of my own company, Sherbert Pet Care, which I think is pretty cool. (laughs) And yeah, I just, I really enjoy what I do. There's a a lot of like financial stuff that I'd kind of rather not do, but you know, it comes (laughs) with the territory. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how businesses go, sadly. (laughs) Right. Uh, so, but yeah, nice all the pet stuff I really enjoy doing. You know, the, the administrative stuff, it, it's there. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, they need to make it easy. We'd have more businesses if, <laughs> if uh, they made it easier. Thankfully, now with technology and 
Yes. You know, having <laughs> software and all this, there's, there's more things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I actually enjoy doing my taxes now, but I don't know about before, <laughs> you know, when people used to do them by paper, like, right. Stressful. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> yeah. And then sending it and then hoping that the, they get it in the mail. Oh, uh, just, yeah. I've gone a long ways now. <laughs> well, I want a little bit more about the name. You mentioned it, Sherbert Pecker. Like, where'd the name come from? I, when I, first started thinking of pet sitting i put a post out on facebook and i was like oh what what should my pet sitting name be and i was like i don't know something pet pet care or pet sitting or something and my childhood nickname is share bear so my whole family Mm -hmm. used to always call me share bear uh they still do (laughs) and so it must have been one of my favorite i don't remember who exactly it was but somebody suggested share bear pet care and like it rhymed and stuff too i was like oh i really like that (laughs) you know so, like, out of all the suggestions, definitely that one stood out uh-huh. out of most of them. So that's the one I ended up choosing. <laughs> oh, no, nice. Say that. That's it's great to be able to like involve other people in, in the process and and not have your nickname. I mean, that's that's really cool. Out there. <laughs> it's like the whole story of uh, of getting there too. Well, I know among other things, you're a certified professional pet sitter. So, what's the process in getting certified? And like, what what are the costs involved in that? Okay, so there are two places, I think, like, internationally that you can get a professional pet sitting certificate. One is NAPS, National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, and one is PSI, Professional or Pet Sitters International. So I went through Pet Sitters International, and they offer these courses. And so one's like the Professional Pet Sitters course, and it's Altogether, it probably took me like six to eight hours maybe to complete it. It's a lot of information. It's like really comprehensive, but like more than I thought it would be. Hmm. It, it covers stuff like like how to clean stains on, you know, in case an accident happens, what to do in case of this emergency, you know, like what about this kind of dog needs a certain, certain taking care of a certain way. You know, so it it really did have a lot of information on it. And I was pretty lucky because I had I already knew a lot of that because of the vet tech stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was definitely helpful. Yeah. So I passed it the first time. And yeah. And then after that, you get access to they have webinars that come out all the time. So I usually watch all of those. I'm really big into continued education. Because there's always so much more to learn, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and there's always better ways to learn how to do things, I think. So I'm really big on that. Yeah, and just everything's always evolving. So I think it's good to stay up on the, you know, the newest newest things and just make sure you have all the knowledge you can and be prepared mm-hmm. as much as you can for emergencies. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure especially that, right? It's like, ooh, anything can happen. Exactly. <laughs> kind of how to respond real quick. <laughs> right. Um, well, in your time that you've had the business, I know it hasn't been like a long, long time yet, but like, are there some stories that you'd like to share of like, just maybe like an interesting uh, pet situation or like just a, a pet that was maybe difficult to deal with and like ways that you like overcame that? And Well, so one of the things about me is I'm also a fear-free certified pet professional pet sitter, which is emphasizing on how to deal with dogs with anxiety and dogs that are fearful. Mm-hmm. So I try to 
learn the best ways to make them the most comfortable, you know, that I'm, that I have to be there and take care of them. Cause sometimes they're like, oh my God, this is so scary. There's a, there's a person coming in and you know, it could be scary. So I try to just make it the best I can. I use, I'll use like dog pheromone sprays that will calm them. When I come in, I'll, I'll do some, some treats immediately. When I walk in, I like to do like lick mats for the dogs and treat puzzles and stuff. So that's a really fun thing that I like to do with them. And sometimes the dogs are are really fun to do those like kind of puzzle hunts with. I had one golden doodle. His name is Cooper. And so I like closed the door to the room and I left him in there for a minute. And I went around the house and I hit a bunch of treats for him. And uh, so and then I let him out and I said, find it. And he went and he found he like found all the treats in the house. It was so entertaining to watch, to watch them use their nose and like fun stuff like that. So I really enjoy the the playing and the enrichment aspect of hanging out with them. You know, not all dogs want to do that, but you know, the ones that do, it's pretty fun. <laughs> what kind of pets have you had? I know you mentioned right now that you have some cats, but in general, what was your first pet? And just what was their name too? And what was that like? Okay. So my first family pet was we had a, a chow lab mix named Cassie. Hmm. She lived with us when we were in Fremont. And after her, I got my first like personal pet in high school. She was a black lab. Her name is Shadow. And not because she's black, but because she followed me around a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but it was she was just my little shadow. She would always be right behind me, following me around when she was a puppy. I recently had to put her down over the summer, so that was pretty sad, but but she was my girl, definitely, you know, the one you grow up with, the mm. one that's there for you when you feel like you don't have anybody else. Mm. Also, in in seventh grade, we got a family cat. Her name's Mushi. I found her <laughs> at Mark Twain at the junior mm. high. I heard, I heard a cat meow. I was like, what the heck? And I went and I found her. She was there all by herself. And I carried her throughout the whole day at school. Through some of my classes, some of my teachers didn't know I <laughs> I had oh, well. it in my pocket, <laughs> but, I ended, but I ended up getting through the whole day with her. And then I, I, I pull up to the car, I, like I come up next to my mom's car and I'm like, Hey mom. And she saw the box and she was like, Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> like, but she's all alone. And so we ended up keeping her and she is like, like 18 now. She's still alive, but you know, oh, well. she's, she's kicking. <laughs> and then. Now I live with my fiance, David, and we have Smokey the Keyshond, which she's kind of like my mascot. She's on my website and my cards and stuff. Oh, okay. And we have four cats, Wednesday, Zaviticus, Bandit, and Sprinkles are our four cats. I also have my ball python, Linguini. <laughs> he stays in our room in his cage. But yeah, so I got six animals here <laughs> <laughs> which is i mean it's great right you own a company or you pets it so it's <laughs> exactly there's room for more there's yeah more. <laughs> it's more more experience our work experience at home essentially exactly <laughs> right it's research <laughs> oh yeah but yeah that's true yeah no guinea pigs though right but or not yet nope. maybe <laughs> the services that the business offers all right i was looking through the website i saw that you have few different options here but would you mind just like letting the audience know more about the different ones that you offer yeah totally so my main services that i offer are drop-in 
pet sitting visits and overnight visits. So for the drop-in pet sitting visits, I offer two different time lengths, a 30-minute visit or a half-hour visit. And so for those, I usually I'll, I will come to your house while you're on vacation and, you know, let your dog out potty. Or if it's a dog, give them some food, make sure their water's fresh and just have a little playtime. The one hour option just gives me more time to play if they're like an energetic dog, you know, or they just need more attention. So it kind of just depends what the person needs and what the pet needs. And for dogs, I'll come you know, a few times a day. Most cat owners only want me to come once a day. Sometimes it's twice. It really just depends on personal preference and what your pets are used to. Because the main idea is we want to keep them in their routine that they're used to. So yeah, I try to get there around the same times they would normally be fed. You know, I, I try to keep it as routine as possible for them. So to reduce anxiety, you know. So yeah, so I offer those two lengths for drop-in visits, the 30 minute and the hour. And then I also offer overnight pet sitting, which starts at 7 p.m. and ends at 7 a.m. So I stay the night over at the house. And that's just in case for people that want extra security from somebody staying there, or maybe their pet's never been alone overnight and they just don't feel comfortable. So I do a lot of that as well, which I enjoy. Sometimes I get to stay at some pretty cool houses. <laughs> so that's kind of fun. And then I offer some like add-on services like like yard pickup and like litter box scooping or and like medi- medication administration. I also offer that if like you have a pet that needs like insulin injections or something. I'm pretty good with that. So that is an additional fee, but I do offer that. Let's see what else. Yeah, as far as my main services, that's that's pretty much it. I try to keep it kind of simple. <laughs> so the drop-in visits and the overnights are really just kind of depends what the person needs and how many they need a day and whatnot. So usually I go over that at a meet and greet, which I require for every new client. So I would come over to their house and meet them for the first time, meet them and their pet. And we would go over like kind of whatever our both of our expectations are, you know, the pet's routine, if it's an overnight, like where I'll sleep and all that important information that I need to be able to take care of the house and the pets to the best of my being. So yeah, so meet and greets, drop-ins, overnights. I, that's what I offer. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming like in a meet and greet, you get to see if like it's a rowdy dog or something, right? And try to right. figure out how to yeah, calm them so- down. <laughs> Right. So the meet and greet is not just for them. It's for me as well, Mm because I don't really accept every client, you know, because sometimes Mm -hmm. I might not feel comfortable with the level of care that the pet is getting. And I might just not be the right fit for one reason or another. You know, Mm -hmm. it it, it sucks, but it happens. (laughs) So I I keep that in mind. You know, not everybody's the right client for me, which Mm -hmm. was really hard at me first at first, because, you know, you want all the clients, but not everybody's your ideal client, you know. That's definitely something that I've learned in all the business classes I've been taking and not to overload yourself from the get-go. So I'm trying to take all that advice, you know. Valley Sierra SBDC, the Small Business Development Center, mm-hmm. um, I started my business through them and they've been really helpful with, they they offer a lot of business classes and workshops and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So shout out to them. They definitely helped me. <laughs> <laughs> And I try to, I just try to keep all the knowledge that I can. So I like, you know, I'm up to date on stuff. 
Yeah, no, I think that's really good to deal for those services for small businesses because it's it's really helpful. Yeah, I mean, I majored in business. I know that, yeah. Totally. <laughs> oh, yeah, even, even better. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Anything free is great. <laughs> well, I know that you have something called Pet of the Month. So can you talk more about that and what, what that's about? So every month on the 1st, I release a little a graphic and a little award that's called Pet of the Month. Generally, it's the pet that I spent the most time with that month or possibly just a pet I got along with really well that month. Um, I don't really have like a super set criteria on it. It's just kind of like who I feel deserves it, I guess, that month or something. You know, if I really bonded with one dog, I'm like, okay, yes, it's you this month or something. But the winners, whoever whoever decide decide wins, gets a five dollar credit toward their next service. Mm -hmm. So people seem to like that, and I think it's just a cute little thing to keep the social feed interesting. <laughs> In terms of the cost, is it like a customized price that you do for like the services, or do you have like a standard rate that you have? So for the thirty minute drop ins, I offer those for twenty five dollars. For the one hour drop ins, I offer those for thirty five dollars. And the overnights are $80 right now. And then I have some add-on if those are wanted, or I do charge a little bit extra for holidays as well. And do you usually have clients that like have some sort of like a schedule where like they've already kind of signed up for like a full year and, or like a few months, like every certain day of the week at this time? Or do you have more that are just one-off clients? Um, a lot of them are one-off. I have a few that are like, law enforcement and EMTs mm -hmm. and stuff and they tend to have really long days so on the days they can't get home they'll call me and have me do mm -hmm. a midday potty break for them so I get a lot of business that way a lot of it is really last minute though you know mm -hmm. like I, I thought I didn't have anything this weekend and then bam I had four drop-ins just like that today you know today mm -hmm. so I'm like okay <laughs> you know so yeah it, it is a lot of randomness you know like like December was insanely busy and now there's a bit of a lull, you know, after the holidays. So this really depends on the time of year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. The holiday season, everyone's traveling and and they sadly can't travel with the pets or not, not always, right. right? I mean, it's a little challenging. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And probably expensive, I would think. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't even, I don't even know what the cost is, right? I'm like, do you pay for like, like the price of a C or like what's the... Yeah, I wonder. I gotta gotta look that up now too. Other people that travel with dogs, right? Because they're not they're not with them in the seat, right? Like, do they get charged the luggage? Maybe charge or I I'm assuming it'd be probably above that. Yeah, I probably think right. I mean, it's it's a lot more to deal with than just like right a luggage that you just like throw around. I was yeah, I was gonna say you can't exactly toss it around. Yeah, oh, yeah. Or well, we hope not, right? I mean, yeah, we yeah. never really <laughs> see what they do. Hopefully, <laughs> they're not. That's not something that they're uh, doing there too. Well, in terms of like future plans for the business, like, do you have uh, like something that you're like, I want to do this maybe within the next year, maybe within like five years, like that, what's the next step for the business? Definitely. Okay. So I just started the first email is getting in works of, I want to have some kind of event at the dog park either late this year or early next year, oh. uh, kind of like an event a pop-up vendor event but like with pet local pet vendors so i want to have a lot of like 
like there's a local like poop pickup service guy and then there's like local treat makers and other you know other kind of pet related mm -hmm. uh, bandana makers so I would invite all of them to come and then I was thinking of trying to get like a training demo you know so like oh at, at 12 o'clock we'll have a training demo with this trainer to advertise the trainer as well you know so I just kind of want to get the the Modesto pet community together more because I don't I don't feel like I, like there's there's some stuff like the paws and pints but they're kind of all over the Central Valley mm -hmm. and like I want to get focus more on our town because I only service Modesto so it mm -hmm. doesn't really make sense for me to go to Oakdale you know mm -hmm. and I think that'd be fun for people maybe have like a pet costume contest or something mm -hmm. you know just some entertaining stuff so that's one of my goals for this year or next year also a big one was my goal this year is to go to the professional pet sitters conference in niagara falls oh. and i just bought my ticket and i'm booked and i'm ready to go oh. so that'll be that'll be happening in september this year <laughs> oh that's a fun place i mean i've never like been but just like seeing pictures of niagara yeah, falls and all that i'm like right it's yeah. gonna be the furthest i've ever been from home and my first trip like by myself so I i'm nervous but i'm really excited <laughs> oh okay <laughs> Yeah, no, it should be a lot of fun. I mean, like I said, it looks like a great place. Definitely check out the falls because it, it looks looks like it's a great place to go to, uh, especially, I think, later on the year. I don't know. When is that conference? Is it? September. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So the weather should be pretty good. Yeah, it'll probably be <laughs> Right now, I'm like, oh, it's probably freezing. but Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. But by I'm then, going to yeah. Tennessee on the 1st, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be so cold. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's probably... Yeah, it's going to be cold for probably quite some more time, sadly. <laughs> well, I think that's a really good idea and doing an event like that and, you know, bringing pet owners and, you know, like pet business owners like together and just something for everyone, right? I mean, even people who don't have pets and just, right. just to go and look at the pets. <laughs> Maybe yeah, you can have pets or something. Be, and yeah, Exactly. It'll be entertaining, you know, so yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> I'm already picturing it. I'm like, if you could have it, in Grisada Park, right? And that's usually the place that has plenty of events. It's like right in the heart of the city. Like, I think that that would be a great venue or something well, right like down that. The, right down the street, well, kind of down the street is the Modesto Dog Park. And I was thinking there might be a good, because people are going to be there anyway, oh. probably. And then they'll see it going on. And, you know, like that might be a cool thing. But I think I'd probably have to get like a permit from someone. So I got to figure out all that legal stuff. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. It might be in probably somewhere in City Hall. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Someone will probably know, yeah, all the process for that. But but yeah, I mean, I think that would be great. And, you know, be able to just, again, highlight all the different business owners that people might not always be aware of. I, like, I've heard of the guy who picks up poop. Because yeah. he's been doing some ads with, shout out to whoever's doing his ads on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Right? <laughs> yeah. He's, so, doing, um, he's doing it. <laughs> So eventually, he I might even have him here on the on the show because I'm a little like intrigued, but like you know, like oh, how'd you yeah. start that business? But I'm sure like a lot of business because there's there's a lot of that. Yeah, <laughs> he kind of told and... me a little bit about how he started it, and it was it was interesting. So yeah, he'd definitely be a good uh, candidate <laughs> for it. <laughs> so eventually, we'll have more people talking about pets. You're the first person that we have here on the show, right? That is knowledgeable about you know pets and all that. But I mean, people have pets everywhere. Certainly in the Central Valley, you know, we have we have a lot. The climate lends itself, I think, to having more pets. So I think it's it's really great. 
to, for that. For anyone who wants to get into the field of maybe not necessarily like a pet sitting, but like as a vet yourself as well, what advice would you have for anyone who might be considering like you did, right? Getting into nursing, but specifically for animals and where they should start and how they should get to where they want to get if they want to work for like a hospital, say. So yeah, for like the vet tech program, the one at MJC, it's not quite as, well, it's different now than when I went there. I, I hear it, it had a major overhaul and it's a lot more hands-on now. When I went there, it was a little hard to get through. You know, it, there was a lot to be desired, but it's, it seemed like the program has gotten a lot better. So yeah, the, the vet tech program at MJC is right in our backyard. They're doing a lot more like stuff with the community now. I know they're doing like pantry, like food drives, pet food drives and vaccination clinics and stuff. So I've been promoting them on my, on my page. Cause I love to see them. you know, definitely get them out there and physically have them do things, you know? So yeah, but definitely knowledge wise, start at the vet tech program. I would highly suggest volunteering at a vet hospital or the humane society or somewhere where you can get some kind of clinical experience while you're learning because that was that was a big thing was like for me I I learned most of it and then I did that it was like oh I already kind of forgot the stuff I learned at the beginning you know so it it would have been better if I was simultaneously doing those things so I would suggest anybody that's going to do that would try to do that at the same time yeah but as far as owning a business and starting your own business I really suggest starting at Valley Sierra Small Business Development Center Mm -hmm. They, they helped me from start to finish. I had a really great consultant, shout out to Cynthia, <laughs> and she helped me through all the steps and they're just really there for you and they want to see you succeed and, and it's great. And then I was able to branch out from there. Now I'm a part of the Chamber of Commerce, which is really awesome. I have a lot of fun going to their events and networking a lot, kind of getting out of my shell. So yeah, it's been a wild ride, but it's, it's going. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's really awesome. Like I said, I mean, it's it's great that they have uh, those uh, free resources for small businesses, and we need to encourage more people to start them, right? Because you know, yes, we have like construction going on with like all these like big businesses, but you know, we can't lose all the people who have the small businesses because that's that's different. I always say, right? You always get a different level of customer service. Like, right? It, it just wouldn't be the same. And I don't know, they might have something, but like if like PetSmart had a pet sitting service too right and it's just employees who like get hired they go through all this like training and all that and it's not going to be the same level of service as the business owner actually helping you right so great great for them on on doing that so that way we can uh, keep creating more small businesses around town and all that especially with the pandemic i know a lot of them you know had to close doors so one last thing, actually, you know, the other thing was the last thing, but can you share like where people can follow you, the, your website, and if you want to share like a phone number if anyone wants to call you for any like services that they might be interested in, or I was going to say quotes, but you kind of already gave the, <laughs> the fee, but yeah, just if anyone's interested. Okay. Yeah. So it's all share bar pet care. So S-H-A-R-E-B-E-A-R-P-E-T-C-A-R-E. And it's Instagram at Sherbert Pet Care. Facebook is Sherbert Pet Care. My email is sharebirdpetcare at gmail.com if anybody wants to email me. Or my phone number is 209 450 6619. So if you guys are interested in service, I'd love to set up a meet and greet and meet you and your pets. 
Yeah, hey, thank you. Yeah, I, I think uh, everyone certainly has vacation time and you can't always bring the pets. So uh, it, it's good to make sure that they're well taken care of, right? If you love your pet, make sure you have uh, someone who can uh, take care of it too. And and especially, like you said, the Modesto area, uh, would you ever consider maybe like if it was in a neighboring town, maybe like going there or like is the plan to always be in Modesto? Yeah, my plan is to stay in Modesto because if I go outside of then i have to have a business license in every town <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's okay. kind of a lot so i think i'll probably <laughs> stick to minnesota <laughs> now uh, this is I, I just a question just came to mind too i know we said last last but okay. <laughs> here you go has anyone ever mentioned because now that you mentioned that you wouldn't really go out to modesto but maybe bring in their pet to you as an option right because uh, at that point I mean, the transaction would happen in Modesto, right? Since you're taking care of it in Modesto, right? Even if the resident is from out of town, does that happen? So that would technically be considered boarding, which my insurance wouldn't cover. And I'm not really in a position where I can take in, you know, any animal okay. in my home, unfortunately. So yeah, that'd kind of be a whole nother separate service. Cause mm. then you have to think about stuff like, if you have more than one dog in the home and stuff like communicable diseases and all that other, there's a whole nother level of, you know, like security and and safety that you Uh have to think of when you're boarding in your home. So yeah, no, probably not. Unless it was like for a friend, you know, but not, not as the business. I don't think so. (laughs) Okay. Well, good thing. I got that question out of the way in case anyone listening was like, Oh, maybe (laughs) for any any of the people outside of Modesto listening and say, okay, that's not really, but (laughs) And I just wanted to say thank you to my friend Jessica from One Hell Mama Salsa for suggesting that I be on the podcast. <laughs> She's uh, one of my really good friends and we've become really close. So it was nice that she uh, recommended me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, th- thanks for the reminder. Yeah, shout out to, to Jessica too. Yeah, she told me about you and then I saw you follow the page and all that. And it's it's great. I'm really thankful for everyone who gives me suggestions. I've had guests do that a few times. And then I've had just people reach out from people who listen to the show. And it's, it's really helpful. Otherwise, I'm just out there sending messages, which has also been great. But it's nice when you get recommendations, and then you're able to just build upon the recommendations that you get and and people know more about what this is about. So that that's the goal and me reaching more and more episodes. It's like, eventually, I could reach out to someone, they're gonna know someone. Out of like, I mean, 100, 200, 300 episodes that there's going to be someone. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Some don't know there. But yeah, once again, yeah, thank you so much, Sharon. This has been really great. Learned a lot about what it takes to be a pet sitter. And, you know, I'm sure it's it's really tough and (laughs) uh, all that you have to work with. But, you know, good luck with your business. And hopefully you're able to do that event that you want to do. And we can actually have more, again, pet enthusiasts that business owner is actually, you know, in one place here in town. And, you know, if you do, let me know and, you know, I'll try my best to be out there so we could promote the, the, I, I mean, I'm trying to think what the name of it would be. But the <laughs> yeah, show, I don't know. You know the To Be Determined <laughs> Pet Show. Right. Uh, so. Determined Pet Show. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Once again, thank you to Sharon for being on the podcast and to Jessica Kaz for recommending her to be on the podcast. If anyone listening has any recommendations on who they would like to hear here on the podcast, please send me a message with their contact information. 
You can find the podcast at social media at the 209 Journey on Facebook, X formerly Twitter, and Instagram. And I will reply to you if you want me to reach out to them. I'm more than happy to do that as well. So just let me know and I can get the interview uh, coordinated there. So tune in next week. I'll be interviewing yet another business owner. This time it'll be a one who owns a lemonade business. So subscribe to the show if you haven't yet, wherever you're listening to, whether it's on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, and so forth. There should be a button to either subscribe or to follow. That really helps a lot. And it also notifies you every time that I post new episodes. Like I said, I will now be doing episodes once a week now that my voice is almost fully back. So that'll be happening. And I do have a few episodes already scheduled, so I can guarantee that I'll do once a week. But eventually it might be twice a week. That is the ultimate goal, I think, is to hopefully be able to have episodes posted twice a week here by the end of the year. And I'm working towards that. And I think it might be happening maybe before uh, the end of the year, maybe in the in a few months, uh, if I get my um, schedule booked here with a lot of interviews and all that. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the podcast tonight. Appreciate all support on social media as well. Have a good morning or night whenever you might be listening to this. And you'll hear me next week here on the 209 Journey Podcast. <laughs>